Mel Brower, the Prosecco Queen. Good morning to you, Mel. Oh, I love that. I was humming along to that song going, oh, that's a good track. And I totally forgot what the name of it was. I love that, Royal. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, genius music director, even though she you didn't are. know that point. <laughs> you are. being wasted in wine, let me say. <laughs> um, now, we are very excited, Mel, to have you back on to talk about the upcoming Prosecco Festival, which we've spoken about before and we've had you in studio chatting about it. So COVID sort of really interrupted it a lot. So let's forget about the whole COVID thing and let's talk about the positive aspect of being able to get there physically and taste some Prosecco from all around the world. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, so we've actually changed venues this time. We're going, we're, it's a month later. We just needed a bit more time to get it all together. And going into Christmas when I was trying to sort of get get off the starting blocks um, and Omicron turned up, I was like, oh God, is this even going to work? So we pushed it back to the end of March just to see what that whole landscape was going to look like. If I had to do, you know, density limits and all that kind of stuff, it was just going to be awful. Um, and so, yeah, 26th of March, we're heading to the Abbotsford Convent this time, which is going to be beautiful. They've got that gorgeous lawn out the back. So we're going to have an Aperol Spritz garden. There'll be, um, you know, food and We've got uh, that's a more cheese is coming and doing some beautiful gnocchi um, and a big cheese wheel and some cannoli and we've mm. got uh, we've got oysters. We're hoping to get uh, Yarra Valley caviar back again. Mm. Um, you know, pizza, heaps of lovely Italian food to go with all the beautiful um, prosecco. And then because it's been a while between drinks, we've decided to open it up. And so, for example, my gorgeous, beautiful friend Sarah Goff at Box Grove, she makes a gorgeous Prosecco and she's selling fruit to a lot of other people because it is just so good mm. um, up there in central Victoria. She also does what we believe to be the world's first or only sparkling Roussan. And I'm like, you know what? People are thirsty. Just bring that as well. So if someone's got something else a little bit special to bring along, I've said, no, it's not Prosecco. We'll call it the Prosecco and sparkling just to give people a little bit more, you know, it's been a while. Um, another guy that we've got coming um, for the first time is um, James Scarcebook, who is uh, Vino Intrepido. He's been buying fruit from a heap of different people and making some really, really interesting and lovely Italian wines. He's got some of Sarah's fruit and he's made a Colfondo. Um, and he's also made a Lambrusco, so that's going to come as well. Mm. So given that we've got such a nice Italian uh, bent to that one. We definitely want the red bubbles as well, so that'll yeah. be nice. There's a lot of Italian people that come to the festival, so I feel like that's going to be a real treat for them to try some Lambrusco. We've got Vinaya Marson coming back, all the usual suspects, Del Zotto, Brown, Pizzini. I think San Moran's is going to join us this year as well. Mm. It is kind of smack bang in the middle of vintage, so... Some people may be picking grapes and sending along uh, someone else to do the pouring, but that's fine. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be lovely. And the convent's such a beautiful space too, so it's, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And, yeah, of course, we've got Italian wines coming back. The, the DOC over there has, you know, made the, the rule now that you're allowed to do Prosecco Rosé, so everyone's got um, pink bubbles as well, so there'll be heaps mm. of that. So it's going to be delicious. Wow. It's... a uh... Definitely not a driving event. Um, uh, no. <laughs> free, free tickets uh, for the presenters, Mel? Or, Absolutely, uh... <laughs> as usual. Well, since, I've, since I had you on my dodgy um, 
between two sauternes Instagram show. You know, there's been a lot of interest in myself in terms of Prosecco because I think it was probably a bit misunderstood by me before that. Tell us about what Colfondo is all about, Mel. Oh, that well, that's um, Colfondo is basically the original way that um, that Prosecco was made before there was any you know filtration and all the advanced systems that we have now. They call it like Metodo Classico or Metodo. Um, ancestrale, so the ancestral method. So basically, uh, it was an accident, just like champagne, where the um, the ferment uh, the, the ferment created some bubbles in the bottle, and all of the the leaves are spent spent um, the the leaves are all still sitting in the bottom of the bottle. Col fondo actually means on the bottom or with the bottom. So it actually it's cloudy, it's unfiltered, you know, bottle fermented, and all of those spent yeast cells are all just floating around in the wine. So it, when you take the lid off that, it, it's literally got that toast brioche kind of thing. And it's almost like a, a really dry cider, like a Cooper's, that really bone dry, but you've still got the fruit in there. It's really lovely. Yeah, they're great. They're, I, they're super funky. It's the mm. sort of what I like to call the DBC, the dirty but clean, you know. Oh. So, so the flavor, the flavor like that's it. how we live my whole life. Um, but the the um, the flavors are awesome, uh, and it's just a, it's a very refreshing wine as much as anything. But they're also very nice to have with food. And I've had Colfondo oh, Prosecco with oysters so and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, oh, we we yet to find something it doesn't go with. And in fact, the first time that we ever tried um, one of the Colfondos that we used to import, we're actually. Um, at a restaurant in Valdobbiadene in, in the Prosecco Hills in Italy. And um, we were having, my husband was having steak, but we really wanted to try this wine. And so we ordered this Colfondo and it actually acted like the most incredible palate cleanser with every mouthful of steak and then washing it down with this Colfondo. It was just an amazing kind of flavor sensation. We we're like, whoa, this is, this is a magical animal. <laughs> It's just fabulous. There's been a big revival of the Colfondo style. Yeah. Um, pretty much there's one guy, that young guy called Christian um, Dezago over in, uh, in Italy, and he has got this completely biodynamic vineyard. He's the most lovely man, and he's, you know, absolutely pristine, beautiful wine. It used to be brought in by Trembath and Taylor. I don't know if they're still bringing that in, Michael Trembath. Mm. Um, and just... Incredible, and so that sort of kicked off this whole renaissance of that, um, and heaps of people are doing it now. And I'm loving that a lot of young winemakers um, in Victoria are getting on board with it as well as a few people. That's the only prosecco they're making is a Colfondo. I mean, it's easy to make, um, and often they'll put something else in there to give it a bit more fruit, like a, the one we used to bring in. I think he had a bit, a bit of he dosed it with like five percent Verdizzo. I know James Scarestalk. I think he said he put some. Trilano or Fiano that he got down at Balnaring to just sort of pep it up a little Flesh bit. Flesh it so, out a bit. Yeah, I'm really looking. He's dropping some up to my house this week and I am excited. <laughs> What's the, uh, Mel, when you, because if you're going through Paris or somewhere like that, the natural wine scene there is massive. Is it the same if you visit Rome? I mean, is there a, is there a movement generally towards that in Italy or are they too traditionalist for that, do you think? Look, I haven't seen that really. Um, and... Even within Italy, it's very misunderstood Prosecco. Outside of, outside of the Veneto, where it's made, people don't really get it. They think you just put it in a spritz. They're not really fussed about whether it's DOC or DOCG unless it's a really good restaurant. And another interesting thing is there's actually some the DOCG police 
there's like Prosecco police in the Veneto that will go around to restaurants to check that they're actually not just selling sparkling glare. Um, <laughs> they, they sell it by the litre in these carafes. And if you go to, you know, somewhere like Lago di Garda or somewhere beautiful, you're sitting on the water and you're having a pizza and you can buy a litre of Prosecco for like, I don't know, 10 bucks or whatever it is. And it's actually not even Prosecco. It's like sparkling wine. They're calling it Prosecco. And these guys actually, I've had something on my Instagram and this lady said to me, I need to know, we, we've got to go and investigate that restaurant because I don't think that's Prosecco. And I'm like, oh, righto. They take it pretty seriously in the yeah. Venetor. They're very, yeah. you know, parochial about it. And we have been to restaurants where there was an, an entire Prosecco menu, which was the most, like I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. There were like pages of it. Which one do you want? It was like, oh my God. But it's not It's not that common outside of the Venator, really. I love the like notion, there? though, um, of someone saying, uh, what do you do for a living? I'm a, I'm a policeman. What, what are you, yeah. detective, murder police? <laughs> no, nah, mate, Prosecco. Or, or wine I'm police. Like, Prosecco yeah. police. Can I please move to Italy and have this job? Yeah, yeah you're, you're a bit overqualified for that, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want an excuse to drink more wine. Well, really. as part of your investigation, if you were in that role, you'd have to taste everything that you, d- well, you're questioning. This is what I'm thinking. Or, or do it you confiscate not, not a bottle every, every time? <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> bit of both, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, Mel, um, just getting back briefly to the, um, to the festival... Um, people can book tickets. Now, the best way is probably the Facebook page. Is that right? Yep. So the face, it's literally just called The Prosecco Festival. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. The tickets are on Eventbrite. And if you literally typed into your Google browser, Prosecco Festival, it will come up as the first thing, I think. Or if you just put in Eventbrite and then the word Prosecco, that it, it's the first, first yep. thing that comes up. We've you- got two sessions. There's an 11, 11 till 3. So it's like, you know, you can have lunch and, and and some wine, or it's uh, 4.30 to 8.30, so it's tasting and dinner. Um, and we have, there'll be probably around 40 different Proseccos to try. The tickets are $65. It includes a plum um, tasting glass, which you take home at the end of the day, uh, and that's tastings of all the wines. There'll be heaps of samples. Um, oh, Neil from Mundara emailed me the other day and wants to get involved. He's got some really interesting pet net wines, but he's also got cider. So I said to him, please bring your cider to get planned cider. So that would be fun. And we're actually going to have some beer this time as well. I think we're talking to the Public Brewing Co. in the Yarra Valley. So because there are, I get emails every year of ladies going, well, my husband wants to come, but he doesn't really like Prosecco. Do you have (laughs) beer? And we've gone, no, just get him to drink Prosecco. Um, But we're going to have some palate cleansers this year. Um, but my, my usual response to those people is he just hasn't had the right Prosecco yet. Give him to me and I'll convert him when he gets sort him out. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we do. Uh, and certainly the Col Fondo has been a huge hit with the boys, I have to say. It's um, it's certainly uh, a lot less girly than um, than your normal one. If, you, you know, if you're not into pink bubbles, then certainly the Col Fondo is an amazing place to start. Excellent. That's a good tip. Um, you, you'll run into one of our listeners, Christopher, uh, at, at the festival. He's already got his ticket, so he's set. So he's he's smart because I reckon, uh, well, look, both sessions are appealing, aren't they? Either lunchtime or dinner. But um, I reckon, um, yeah, get on, get on and get your tickets. What well, is there? Obviously, there would be a capacity or a li- you know a limit to the yeah, amount of tickets. Yeah, so um, we're going to have. I think there's going to be about. 650 people per session, which actually also makes it really lovely because it's not one of those massive things where you just can't 
get served and you mm. um you know there's room to move around and be you know big tables and chairs outside on the on the lawn and that sort of thing um i'm also doing um two vip sessions one one per session um where we do like a a, a speed dating masterclass for 45 minutes so you come in you sit down as soon as you get there you sit down in one of the beautiful room that we've got set aside um and taste four different proseccos including a col fondo like a brut and extra dry and probably a rosé um just to take people through the style so when they get out into the actual festival they're like right i know what i'm looking for this is good Mm -hmm. i know the difference between this and this um and that's amore cheese is putting on a beautiful um grazing table for us for the vips as well and they'll have their own little dedicated seating area on the lawn so um that's a if you want to level it up a little bit um that'll be there so excellent so a little bit of a premium on those tickets no doubt but worth it yeah They'll, that's 120. Um, so you'll get the masterclass, all the wines that you taste in the masterclass, the grazing table, a special spot to sit, and um, and what else do we have? Uh, can't remember. Oh, can, just Give speaking of masterclasses, just can you break it down for our listeners just a little bit of just layman's terms, easy elevator pitch. Yeah. What's the difference? And and I, I answer this question 100 times a day. What's the difference between extra dry and brute prosecco? Because people see extra dry and they think it's going to be drier than brute, right? Yes, exactly, and that's been the most confusing thing for consumers mm. because they don't understand that. It really throws you out. I, I um, reckon, Mel, because we every time we have you on, I get you to do this same thing, oh. right? The, because it's it's important. Because it, actually, this it's sort of it's the opposite of what you think. The yeah. names exactly. Yeah. So go go with I don't know. Give us the, sort of the range, I guess, um, Mel. Yeah. So. When you people know the word brut or would recognise the word brut because it's on every champagne bottle, because every bottle of champagne I believe that we bring into Australia almost exclusively is a brut champagne, and that just means it has a certain amount of sugar per litre. And I, the range, I'm just going to say it's something like seven to ten grams of residual sugar, so it's dry. So if you know what a champagne sweetness level is, that's what a brut prosecco is. So it's the same level of sugar as a champagne. So it's dry. A brut is a dry prosecco. Extra dry is sweeter than that. It's like twelve to mm, twelve to seventeen, twelve to seventeen grams of residual sugar. And the reason it's extra dry is because because they start at the top. So they say Moscato is sweet. That is sweet. Anything less, and that's 65 to 85 grams of residual sugar. So we're talking a lot of sugar. Mm. So a Moscato and those kind of wines are, are, the, are where they start the, the sweetness levels and they say that's sweet or dolce. Then they have anything underneath that they consider dry because it's dry compared to Moscato <laughs> or whatever those sweet wines are. Right. So a dry Prosecco is absolutely beautiful, but that's what I have for, for dessert. It's uh, It goes up to about 25 grams of residual sugar, mm. and it's got a beautiful, um, not a syrupy sweetness, but just a beautiful, perfumed, amazing fragrance. And in fact, in Italy, the DOCG Proseccos, the dry is the most prized. They are the most expensive. The Cartizza wines, which is that tiny little Grand Cru area of the, of the Prosecco Hills, they they only make the Carpizza wine in a dry. It's the most prized style they have and it's the most expensive. Carpizza wine is way more expensive than any other DOCG Prosecco. It's all all dry. It's beautiful. But then 
that's the one that's got that's like you know 17 to 25 grams of residual sugar and then the next one down is the extra dry and that's so it's less sweet than your dry but it's sweeter than the brute the extra dry is the most common in imported into australia um they're there are people bringing Bruce now in because they've realised that people like a bit less sweet. And in fact, in Italy, the trend is now towards extra Bruce, which is something like four grams of residual sugar. And then they also have um, one that's just got zero sugar, the Brute, um, what's it called? Natural? Brut. Natura, yeah. Well, I don't yeah, know the Italian. Brut Natur. Yeah. Um, the Silvano Folador that we used to bring in, they, he, he's, his is a Brut Natur. Um, and that, uh, that's zero. Mm. So, so, and that, so that's bone dry as well. And so that's, I think, for me, it's one of the best things about this festival is you get to see all of these styles because in Australia no we, we're probably a little bit more in a, in a field or like a range, you know, that suits the Australian palate. Um, so to be able to then try these and actually try and understand the names, uh, the terms, that's, it's fantastic, you know, just... A must go to our yeah. Where else are you going to get that opportunity? Yeah, Do you know? yeah. yeah. And I mean, that that was me at the start going. Well, I want to know all these things. Surely other people want to know all these things. So that's sort of really how it started. I just I was just so into it and wanted mm. to learn more. And then I thought, well, I can't be the only person interested in this. There must be other people. I have found my tribe. Mm. These people that <laughs> buy their tickets, they email me personally and go, "I'm coming again. This is four in a row. I can't wait." I've got people that come up to me at the festival. I can I know their names, and, and there's like this one guy that comes every year with his wife. He'd be in his sixties. Absolutely love him, Robert, and he comes up to me every time, and he brings ten friends, <laughs> and he says, "Here I am again. I haven't missed one." We even did a pop up at the um, Emerson nightclub on the rooftop there one Sunday afternoon, just in between some lockdowns and things. And he even turned up to that in the nightclub. He's like, this is awesome. Legend. So happy to be here. Unreal. I'm like, yay. Um, so, yeah, we have a nice time. Now, Mel, in previous years, you've, you've had essentially like a, a takeaway uh, option. Um, once you've tried them, you can actually buy some of the wines there. Uh, is that yep. available again? So should people yeah. sort of prepare? I mean, obviously, if you've been there for four hours tasting and eating and drinking, you um. Uh, you're probably not going to want to carry too many wines home, but you can ship them for people? So we've actually, um, this is past because of the liquor licensing at the venue, we had to do a token system and it was all a bit tedious. This year, completely different setup. You can just buy direct from the from the winemaker at the okay. stand. We don't have a bottle shop or anything this time. Everyone gets a tote bag, you know, like a, a shopping bag. You can take, it probably takes two bottles of wine. Um, so you can take two home with you. They won't be cold. You'll have to wait till you get home and put them in the fridge. Um, but then you can order direct with the winemaker. They always have show specials where they'll do cases and free delivery or, you know, mm. discounts and stuff. And um, and so people can just order it and have it. It'll turn up to their house the next week. So, um, yeah, and then just wines by the glass and, of course, Aperol spritz out the wazoo. So, yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> uh, very exciting, Mel. Thank you. Um, enjoy your, your trip down to uh, down to the beach. Thank you. I will. Might even get a little bit of fishing happening. Very good. That'll go with Prosecco, no doubt. Absolutely. Because <laughs> everything does is Mel's answer. <laughs>